Hey, lovelies. Before we get started, let's talk summer weddings for a second. Just because you have a dressy event doesn't mean you need to be uncomfortable, right? My top three picks from the line for summer weddings are the sculpt dress, the little ruffle dress, and the flutter dress. Now, the sculpt dress inventory has kind of evened out somewhat as most of the pre-order returns has come in. You know all about this dress. It's a beautiful shift dress from a really lightweight cotton that has this sculptural bow that's super eye-catching. Um, as of right now, the blush is sold out in 2X, but is otherwise in stock. And the Royal is sold out in large, but is also otherwise in stock. But I will say that the Royal is running low in pretty much every size. If you miss out on the sculpt dress in your size, the little ruffle dress is like my that's it's fantastic for summer weddings it's a lightweight black dress made of this beautiful mesh dot fabric that really feels like you're wearing absolutely nothing and it's just like it's perfect it's really perfect for all year round and I know that there are those of you who love black this is the way that you wear black in the summer uh, the little ruffle dress is in stock in almost every size like my entire line it comes in sizes 2 through 24 um and it's it's solid. You're you're not you're never going to regret the little ruffle dress. And you obviously know you cannot go wrong with the flutter dress. This is my best selling dress ever of all time. And it's just a really an all around great piece of clothing. You know, it features a beautiful flutter sleeve with a lining inside for coverage, a gathered neckline and a flared skirt. It comes in six colors and again, sizes two through 24. This is the no fail, not only summer wedding, but really any time of year, any type of occasion dress. So you can see these pieces along with all of my designs at impactfashionnyc.com. Enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners. And on today's show, I talk with an artist and palette person about colors and personalities. She shares how first hearing about color palettes way before it was cool led her to consider it as a career, her experience being mistyped, and how freeing it was to discover that she really knew her season all along, and how her palette led her to accept her introversion. I first fell in love with Ruthie Procaccia through her art. She's an incredibly talented fashion illustrator whose style I naturally gravitated towards. When she started doing palettes, I'll admit that I rolled my eyes more than a little bit. Overall, I think this is a trend that does more harm than good. But if I was going to talk to anyone about this topic, it would be Ruthie. I think, especially when I was much younger, I appeared much more outgoing than I ended up being. Um, to be honest, mostly when I look back at my childhood, I see, I see anxiety. That was definitely the underlying scene and then aside from that and I think also the way other people would describe me as a kid quite introverted very creative very artistic constantly drawing coloring painting doing stuff with color all the time always um very mature people would describe me as being very mature um and just more introverted really kind of you say that like it's a bad thing Oh, we're going to get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> that, is, that is something that we are going to talk about today. Um, yeah, we'll get to that a little later. Okay. So, so what do you mean by that? Where, like at what, you say that you were always, you know, drawing and artistic and all of that. And I first fell in love with you as a fashion illustrator. 
I love your fashion illustrations. Um, you, you have Thank a really so unique style, um, but it's still like, I can pick out your fashion drawings from, I think a lineup probably at this point, but they, they look like yours, but they still look like fashion illustrations. And like, when did you get into, you know, all that artistic stuff, the drawing and, and all of that? So the fashion illustration specifically, I have very vivid memories in sixth grade. I would go to the copy room. I would ask the lady to give me one or two pieces of paper because um, that was basically the most I was going to get from her. And then I would like fold it in half and fold it in half again and then fold it one more time. And I would sit there during class um, making these like little sketches of little women, pretty dresses, and, like fancy hats. And then I would unfold the paper and turn it over and just like until every little eighth of a paper on both sides had something on it. Um, so definitely since I think that was when I really started sketching fashion in specific. Um, the current style that I have now um, actually originated as something else that I would do in seminary. I remember specifically, also high school actually, I would draw these skylines of, of Manhattan. Um, and then somehow that evolved and like translated to, I'm not entirely sure how that happened. And then what you see now really began, um, I wanna say two years ago, but I feel like someone is gonna fact check me on that. I don't fully recall, but it, it's more recent, this specific style. Even if you look on my page, if you scroll back long enough, you'll see some like older stuff, it's a little different. Okay. I'm so curious with what you said earlier, where you said, you know, oh, we're going to get to that about, you know, introversion being a bad thing and, and all of that. And I want to get there now. Tell me a little bit more about that. What, what did you mean by that? Okay, one second. So first I need, we need to delve into what the palette is exactly, because that kind of sets up the, um, so basically, and this is, this is a, a misconception that I think people have. Um, a lot of people think that the palette is just about the color. Um, and it's really much deeper. First of all, the- Tell me what you mean by the palette for someone who might not be familiar with this, with the system <laughs> that you're talking about. It's a palette, like if you look up the definition of a palette is a group of colors that is connected to a specific mood or theme or used for a specific piece of art or design. Um, so when we talk about color analysis, we are creating a palette that is for a specific person. So like the mood or the theme is your face, which I think is a truly beautiful thing. Um, so you'll go to a color analyst or an image consultant and someone who does palettes for people and they'll create a palette of colors that are derived from your exact coloring and then other colors that kind of complement that. Okay. That's a, that's so a really that, great way that's to, what the palette is. yeah, that's a really great way to explain it. So if you've ever seen, um, someone, you know, walking around with like a fan of different shades of coloring, <laughs> they'll usually refer to that as their palette. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on that in a minute, but, um, I interrupted you, you were saying about, you know, what, what a palette really is. Okay. So then most people assume that it's just about the color. And I think that's where a lot of questions come in. Like, what's the point of that? Why would you want it? It's so restricting. Um, and like that genre of, you know, questioning. Um, but really it's much more internal than that. Specifically the, the system that I use that is um, Suzanne Cagle is the woman who, who came up with it. There are four seasons. Um, 
and it is connected to your personality, which is the part that fascinates me the most because I love personality analysis. Um, so there are four main categories and then like different variations within each one. Um, and there is a color element that ties into the personality of a person. And then there's also a visual or aesthetic component. So it's a much fuller picture than just a fan or just a sheet of colors. Okay. So the idea is that, see, this is the part where you lose me. Cause like, is it the thought that your coloring tells you about your personality, like a horoscope? Kind of, yes. Um, it's pretty fascinating because once you know this stuff enough, you could actually look at a person and like know things about them, um, without them telling you purely based on their coloring. Um, it's not always quite exactly that neat because sometimes people fall like on the edges of, of one of the seasons. So it's not always so cut. Um, but essentially the way you, what you look like is a reflection of who you are inside. Um, and that's not a very difficult thing to imagine. Take, for instance, a person who visually is very black and white, um, very, very pale skin, very dark hair. Their face can look kind of severe. Um, those kinds of people tend to be very black and white people, like characteristically, um, or people with very dramatic, super intense coloring are then people who are very dramatic and super intense. Um, so the, the way you look, is an embodiment of literally an embodiment because we're talking about your body of who you are inside okay and yeah I can I can kind of I can kind of buy into that a little bit like I am thinking of like <laughs> some specific like severe people and and it, it does it does kind of it I'll tell you you know I feel like I just need to like put this out in the open I think that the palette trend is dumb um I think that the trend of like everyone getting their palettes done I think that for most people they're not thinking about it holistically in the way that in the way that you're talking that you're talking about which is why by the way like if I'm going to talk to anyone about palettes I'm going to talk to you because you do have this like very holistic approach to it which I think makes a world of difference when it comes to all of this um and I think that for a lot of people who quote get their palette done they're using it they're approaching it in that limited way which is they like they want, they want a recipe for life. Tell me what colors I should wear that look good on me. They will go to the store. They will carry their fan. They will only try on things that fit in, you know, exactly those colors. And they, and they close themselves off to other possibilities that might look good on them. Um, and I see this a lot when I work with private clients, actually, I cannot tell you how many times I've, you know, been given a fan and, um, you know, I will only wear these colors, which again, you're getting a gown custom made. You're welcome to choose whatever color you want, but it does make me a little sad that, you know, sometimes in some situations there are other options that would also work. And I find that people become a lot more closed off. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I hear this from a lot of people. What's your response? So I have a few things. The, the first is that also, I think a lot of people who are getting, well, before that, actually, I do want to say that I was into this way before it became trendy. It's very <laughs> important to me that everyone, <laughs> like now, now it's super cool. Um, but I thought this stuff was fascinating when I first learned about it, um, which by the way, um, the first time I ever heard about this, I remember so clearly I was in camp, I was in Camp Amuda. Um, I think I was in eighth or ninth grade. Don't remember if it was eighth grade or ninth grade. 
Um, but I remember there was a girl there and she was wearing this blue shirt that was the exact color of her eyes. And there were a few girls who commented like, wow, this is such a cool color on you. Um, and she told people like, oh yeah, I got my palette done. Um, and somehow I intuitively understood exactly what that meant, possibly because I already had a background in art. So to me, I knew what a palette was. And then she, when she said, I got my palette done, I extrapolated that like, it was a palette that was created specifically for her. Um, and that was how many years ago? Like 12 years ago at this point. Way um, before it was so Yeah, before it was trendy. <laughs> um, and then the, a lot of people, I think there are a lot of people who, who a little bit miss the point. Um, it is, I don't want to use the word limiting because it has kind of a negative connotation, um, but it is, it is narrow. Um, I would be lying if I said it wasn't. Um, it's not supposed to be super broad because if it was, then what do you need someone telling you what to do? Like if the answer is you can wear anything, then you don't need to go to someone to tell you that. Um, but there's also another facet to this that I think a lot of people completely miss. It's an aesthetic direction. Um, and it is aligned with you. So like, it's not just the color, it's a much bigger picture. Um, and to be honest, I don't think there's a problem with specifically wearing certain colors and not looking at anything else. Um, the way I think of it is kind of like a brand. Um, take Hermes orange. Everyone knows from a distance that that's Hermes. Um, Louboutin red. Everyone recognizes the color. Tiffany blue. Everyone recognizes the color. And I think there's something absolutely fascinating about having that kind of visual identity for yourself, where from a distance, everyone knows that it is you. It's instantly recognizable. Um, and it's also like deeply connected to you, right? Because it's connected to your personality and it's not totally random. So I think there's something very, very beautiful in that. I hear that. That's, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to, to look at this. It's funny that you see, it's funny also that you bring it up that way as like a brand, because like having a personal brand is something that like, we've only ever been worried about for, I don't know, five years, maybe like people used to just be people now, right. You know, now everyone needs to go and, you know, build a personal brand, but that's interesting. I, I, I hear the, you know, I hear the appeal there. I hear, I hear the appeal in not necessarily limiting, but kind of narrowing your options, um, and focusing on, on what works. I will say this also, I'm coming at this from a little bit of a hoity toity place because I have, I'm, I'm naturally good with color and clothes. It's my job. It's what I do. Like I've always done this since I'm 10. So I kind of have naturally done this in my closet, my closet, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know that much about season. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I'm a winter and like my closet looks winter, you know, it's, you know, the jewel tones, the stark whites, the blacks, like those are my, those are my things. And, and I think the fact that I will, I will admit that the fact that I kind of do this naturally just by kind of having a good feel for what looks good on me and what I feel best in and what I feel most myself in kind of makes me like get a little bit uppity about people who maybe need someone to tell them (laughs) that, which is my own arrogance coming through. That's nobody else's problem, but my own. So some people do understand this intuitively and that is incredible and amazing. Um, And then there are 
lots of people who don't have any really concrete understanding of color um, or they know some about color but aren't sure what exactly works. Um, they don't necessarily have that ability. Um, so then it's super helpful to be able to go to someone who can kind of pinpoint that for you. I hear that. I can, I can concede that point. So you hear about, you know, color analysis and, you know, in around eighth grade or whatever, so you're around 14, was there a part of you that kind of connected the colors that look good on you to your own, you know, kind of introverted, quieter, anxiety, you know, living <laughs> personality as you describe it? So I'll tell you at the time I had no, like I hadn't really thought about like presently what looks good on me, like what are my colors? Um, mostly in my head, I was just like, one day I'm going to do that. Um, and I also actually, my, one of the first things, like my very first thought, I think when I, when I first discovered the concept was, oh my God, I would love to do that someday. Um, and then I kind of forgot about it for a bunch of years. And then recently with the like growing trend, I've been following like other people, um, who do this, um, including the, the woman who, her name is Olga. She's a fascinating woman. Um, she's the one who gives the course that I took um, and I followed her. And I, I think, I don't remember at what point I was like, ooh, I should do this. Um, but it took quite a long time for me to be like, oh, hey, I could literally just do this. And then for me to, you know, go ahead and do it. I hadn't really thought of it in terms of like, what are my colors? Um, I did, however, have my own style that I think was very distinctive. Um, and it's funny because I would look at myself and be like, oh my God, I have no style. But people would tell me about my style. Um, and that was like an interesting thing to me because I would look at myself and like I wasn't wearing particularly stylish things. Um, it was like very classic, very minimal. Um, which is in fact the winter aesthetic. The winter is very much like that, very classic, very minimal. There is um, a side of drama, but it's, it's all very like clean. Um, so yeah, I, when I got my palette done, which was uh, I think close to two years ago, um, I initially I was actually mistyped um, I was given a different season than I am, um, which I know makes the case against getting palettes because people hear that and they're like, oh my goodness, um, like, why would you go to someone and run the risk of spending all that money and then they get it wrong? Um, which also I think begs the question, like, is there a one true, co this is also a question that people have, is there like one true correct way to do it like if you go to two different people will they do the same thing um and this is like a tangent of a tangent um but the answer is not necessarily there is one you know specific season that you'll be but that doesn't mean that two people will make the exact same fan um because of two reasons one is that every person has their own aesthetic viewpoint um which is kind of I'm not sure how to like define that. Well, I mean, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, an aesthetic viewpoint is just the, there is an art to, you know, the, the, I was about to say the palette person, but no pun intended. <laughs> um, 
to the person doing your palette. Like there's an art to that, to doing, you know, to, to doing somebody's palette. And it's not, you know, it's not math. They're, they're, they're inherently, there is just more than one right answer, I think. So, so that's the second facet. Um, basically, let me try. People will naturally, let's say drawing, for instance, artists, people will naturally um, draw people that look kind of like themselves and designers will design things that look good on themselves. Um, so that's, that's, so everyone has their own aesthetic viewpoint. Um, you're kind of coming in with this sort of bias and like, it's very unintentional. So there's that, and then there's the other element, the fact that it's art by definition, like you said, means that there are multiple ways, like it is kind of subjective. Um, and also that the, the palette itself is, it's, it's a work of art. It's a work of art that is matched to your client's face. Um, but the fan itself, or the, you know, the, the flat lay, whatever it is that you're doing, needs to, it's its own beautiful piece of art. Um, so like there are, and even like, if you look at the technical side of a palette, like there are multiple ways and directions it can go in. Um, so all that to say that two people will not necessarily make the same fan. Um, and going back to, so I was told a different season than I am. Um, and I stopped doing a lot of the things that I always did. Um, I used to wear pearl earrings and red lipstick always. Um, which are very winter things. And then I was like, oh, I'm a different season. So I tried to kind of buy those colors and wear those things. And it really wasn't working, which then led me to, to seek other um, input, I guess would be the word. Um, so it was actually quite a journey from, from when I discovered this until I like reached the point of like, alignment where I'm like I know what works for me um surely it's interesting to note that the things that I was already doing intuitively the very like clean lines the the red lipstick the pearl earrings those are all things that that actually work for me super well see that to me is so interesting because you go you as the client go to someone to get your palette done and I think that to in, in a certain to a certain extent, you know, like you mentioned that you didn't feel like your wardrobe was particularly stylish. I think that to a certain extent, you go to someone to get your palette done to hear everything that you're doing wrong. And you were told all of the things that you were doing wrong, you know, all of these things that you shouldn't be doing when, you know, in your particular case, the reality was you were intuitively doing all the things you quote should be doing. So see, that's, that's where all of this gets, you know, funky to me. Also, I have a problem with fashion rules in general. I think that all fashion rules are dumb. Um, because I think that, no, I, I, and I really, and it's funny because people are like, but you tell people how to dress. I said, no, I guide people. I guide people on ways that on things that I think they might like, but I tell everyone if, if anything that I say doesn't resonate with you. And if anything that I or anyone else, you know, about telling you how to dress or when it comes to colors or styles or shapes or silhouettes or whatever, if I tell, if I tell you, I wouldn't recommend polka dots, which by the way, you will never hear from me. I think polka dots are a good idea always, but that's a side point. But let's say I say, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend polka dots for you. And you think to yourself, oh, that's such a shame because I really like wearing polka dots. 
wear the damn polka dots. Don't, you know, even if, even if you're reading it, it's a magazine or something that that's not something that you should do. I think that if it brings you joy, then you wear it, even if it's not, you know, conventionally flattering um, or something. And, you know, I, I find it really interesting that, you know, you, that you had that experience and then you, you know, changed everything you were doing to only circle back to what you were doing all along. Yeah, no, it's, it's very unexpected. <laughs> like I said, my own biases aside, we keep, we keep trying to circle back to this introversion thing. So let, let's go back there. Right. Okay. So when you, I, I like when I think about that, yeah, it definitely sounded like a negative thing when I said it. Um, and the, the honest truth is that for a very long time, I viewed it as a negative thing. Um, and it is very, very recently that I'm like, um, oh, like this is, this is who I am. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is perfectly acceptable and it is perfectly good. Um, and that's, that's the other thing about the palette that I think um, a lot of people don't know. There's an element of self-acceptance there, um, specifically when we recognize that there are different types of people who will look good in different things. For example, um, my mother, you know, she describes how she was as a child. She was a tomboy. Um, she loved the pants. She loved, um, you know, the boy stuff. And my grandmother, she was, she's the only girl. My mother has only brothers. And my grandmother is this very, very feminine woman. Um, grew up in the 1950s, like 40s, 50s. Um, so like very into the shoes matching the bag and the nails matching the lipstick. Um, and just like super feminine. Um, and she always tried to like get my mother to wear these like dresses and like pretty handbags and my mother was not into it at all. Um, my mother is an autumn. The, the autumn style is actually very masculine. Had my grandmother had this information, I think she and my mother would have had a much easier time um, when there's this understanding of like what, what works for someone and why it works for someone. Um, and then, you know, with the introversion thing, there's, there's also the personality that comes along with this, right? Um, and the, the winter personality is actually much more, you know, reserved. Not all winters will necessarily be extroverts, especially like as we go to like either spring or, or autumn. Um, but that's very common. They, the, the winter doesn't make for a very childlike child because it's a much more like, um, mature reserved kind of personality um so like for many years I felt kind of like a loser like there was something wrong with me like I have to be more social why am I sitting here in a corner by myself like oh you suck get up there and like talk to someone and like you know what that's that's not the kind of person I am um I am not the person who will walk into the room and be like hi how are you that's just, it's not who I am. Um, I was recently reading about human design and I read about the projector, which I'm, I'm a projector um, and the description of how they, they wait for the invitation. I was just like, oh, like that's literally me. And I always thought that there was something wrong with me. And like, there, there isn't though. Like you don't have to be the one who walks into the room and, and greets everybody enthusiastically. Um, and it's not because I'm snobby. I'm just, by nature, I'm, I'm more reserved and I'm more introverted and it can take me longer to warm up to people. Um, and ultimately, that's, that's fine. 
that's totally okay. Um, and there, there really is this element of self-acceptance when you like learn about who you are and, and why you do the things that you do. And like, you know, that's just how it is. And I don't, I don't have to change. Um, unlike a lot of the beauty and fashion industry, the goal isn't to get you to change anything at all. On the contrary, what we're saying is the way you are, the way God made you with your natural coloring is perfect, perfectly in harmony. You are beautiful the way you are. You are excellent the way you are. Um, and let's figure out the best way to really highlight that and embody that. I love that. That's a really, see that I can get behind. Like that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Because I will admit that I had a very superficial understanding of this whole palette thing. And I fully understand how, you know, extrapolating what is literally an artistic palette from someone's face, you are the work of art. And there's something very like spiritual about that. There's something very um, like esoteric about, you know, going through that process. Is there something specific that you do like in the process with your clients that, you know, to, to make it more about, you know, just the colors? So first of all, I love using the word spiritual in this context. Um, when I describe it, I describe exactly that. Um, I, I fully view this as very spiritual, very holy work. Um, but I, I very much view this as a spiritual endeavor. Um, my, my Instagram bio is, is what, what I do. I'm guiding you to live in alignment with your essence. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, there's the color, there's the aesthetic direction, and most of all, the point is that it embodies you, um, and then you kind of broaden that, and you have all of the, every facet of your life um, really serving as a visual representation of that, so everything that you wear, um, it also extends to home design, um, it's, it's supposed to all be connected, I mean, it's when you do it that way, it's all connected to who you are. And it reflects your very essence in every facet of your life. And I think that that is a beautiful, special, magical thing. Um, and then in, in the set, what I actually do before the session, I ask people to send me 40 pictures, which sounds very daunting, um, of a variety of, of categories of things that they like. Um, and I tell them, please send me the things that you would um, would want to have if you didn't have any sort of, you know, financial or other restrictions. Um, and that gives me insight into, into kind of the, the things that you gravitate to and what kind of person you are. Um, there is also a quiz that they take that has, you know, more questions. Um, so that already when you come in, I'm, I'm getting a sense of, of who you are and what you're like and things that you like. Cool. I like that. But, you know, that to me seems more holistic. I'd love if you could take me through kind of like a, you know, a basic five second dummies guide to each of the seasons. Um, you know, what they, you know, what would be like a basic coloration and, you know, how that fits into personalities. 
Um, I am going to give you the absolute shortest version and I just wanna make that little disclaimer because I know that people will send me messages or like bump into me in the street and be like, oh, you said this and you said, so like, this is- This is the Cliff Notes version, people. Version. Um, this is like the Cliff Notes of the Cliff Notes. Um, and like there's the, the, the very important thing to remember is that each season is very, very broad. And then you have all the different subtypes and like the ones that lean to, to different seasons. Um, so in the, the shortest possible, the summer is very soft and romantic and gentle. It's very blended and diffused. Um, and those are words that apply to the, you know, the face, the coloring, um, the palette. It's very, it's a very kind of gentle, blended, soft palette. Um, and then also the aesthetic direction. Um, the design of the summer is very, is very soft and romantic. Um, and it's, it all comes from like, it's based around nature. Um, so what's interesting specifically about the summer is that many people think of summer and they picture like a bright sunny day. It's more of a like, some like summer, but like at dusk that everything is very soft and hazy. Um, so that's the summer. Then you have the autumn, very rich, very earthy, um, very kind of fiery. Not all of them, because you know there's some variation. Um, but as you know, their character they tend to be very, very rich. There's a lot of depth. Um, usually, there's a lot of passion. Um, the coloring is also it's warm. There is depth. It is rich. Um, their clothes tend to have a lot of complexity, a lot going on there, um, and a lot of texture. And you know, if you think of autumn, it's, there is a lot of like fiery color, the like orange and red of the leaves, um, a lot of texture, a lot of stuff going on. Um, winter um, is very striking, very, there's a lot of contrast there. Um, and again, these are words that apply to, to the, the face, the personality, and then also the design. Um, and like winter itself is very, kind of like that everything is covered in snow um the trees are bare so like it's very minimal um as people they tend to be you know also more like minimal they don't have the complexity of the autumn um very striking very classy um and there's it's it's kind of dramatic but it's all in a very clean way and then the spring is when the world comes alive it is very perky and light and bright um, very chirpy, um, and again, those are words that apply to to the entire picture. So you have like as people, their coloring is also very bright, um, and then the design is also very you know perky, light, and bright. Um, again, mirror, mirroring the the season in nature. See, this makes sense to me because like half the people who are whatever, like half the bloggers, influencers, whatever, who have gotten their palette done are autumns and springs because it's exactly yeah. that There's same personality mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's exactly like you're either like a super intense you know i am going to talk to you about the thing type person <laughs> or or you're like a you know everything is sunshine and rainbows and bright and bubbly and you know yeah. watch me make the thing and you know <laughs> it's that's it's true like that's just where that's that you know it makes sense that those you know kind of fallen and it's funny that as uh, coloring wise i'm a pretty clear winter i think you know the super light skin the super dark hair that's like that's that's just me um and like personality wise i relate to a lot of what you said about winters as well 
the like the like very simplistic not not simplistic but like minimal and you know clean lines and and all of that those are all things that really appeal to me and that's why you see that a lot of my designs you know I don't do yeah you know heavy adornment you know those kinds of things it's just I appreciate it but it's not you know it's it's not what it's not what I gravitate towards I should say that I've never actually gotten my palette done. This is me self-typing and I could be way off, but hey, it's my show. I get to say what I want. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, yeah, but it's 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 interesting to, I, I have, you know, listen, we're, I've always been fascinated by, like you said, like by personality tests and those kinds of things. And it's interesting to think of coloring as tied into that. Um, what is something that you are hoping that, you know, that each of your clients get out of a, of a session with you? You know, what is something that you hope that everyone gets out of knowing what their coloring is well first I, I i really hope to type them correctly um and by the way this is something that i so the first thing that i do is that i tell people you know it's not a a one time i'll never speak to you again like if you have any questions ask me um if at any point you feel like anything i said you know doesn't quite like please if you if you think the aesthetic direction that I gave you is wrong and like you you kind of think about it and you in three months from now you're like hmm, I'm not sure about this like come let's talk about it um and also I I tell people don't throw anything out do not throw anything out from now on anything that you purchase get on the palette and then over time you're going to kind of phase out the things that aren't that aligned with you um but from the get-go don't don't throw anything out um, like I, I did that and then it wasn't super pleasant. And then there were things that like, I, I actually would have wanted after I, you know, got my, my correct palette done. Um, and just like, like, don't throw anything out. Um, so I, I really hope to get the season right. That's important. You know, um, I want you to feel good, um, understood, valuable important um i want you to feel like that you're beautiful as well um but i also want you to feel the deeper things um i want you to you know really love who you are and recognize that whatever traits you were you were born with and i'm not saying like you know good traits versus that like you're a terrible person like not not like that um not the things that like to be worked on but you know the introversion versus extroversion like whichever one you are there's nothing wrong with that it's all good and and the fact that there, you know there are four types of people at minimum right because they're really broader categories um we need all sorts of different types of people to make a complete functional world um so not only are you okay the way you are but you're also necessary, you know, there's a reason you were born, you are very important, you are very valuable, exactly the way you are without having to change anything about yourself. That is, that is deep stuff to get from a fan of colors. And I, <laughs> no, I, and yeah. I, I can appreciate that, you know, I, I can appreciate that there's more than just, you know, the things that make you look good on there. I will say this has been eye-opening for me, Ruthie. Thank you. I, I will roll my eyes slightly less when I see a palette now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so there's that. Uh, if somebody wants to learn more about you, Ruthie, or uh, get in touch with you and see more about what you do, where can they go? My Instagram, my Instagram handle is the palette person. Um, it's palette spelled P-A-L-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. Okay. 
And uh, finally, Ruthie, what does it mean to you to make an impact? So ultimately, um, I think that change on a broader scale begins at the individual level. Um, so I think the best way that I can at least you know, start by making an impact is by improving myself. Um, so like, for example, um, just in terms of like, you know, we'll go to like a therapy stuff for a second. Um, I was raised because of the way my mother was raised and, you know, she was raised because of the way her parents were raised. Um, and, you know, it, it wasn't all necessarily good. And by, by working through the, the stuff that I've experienced and improving on that, I can then for the future build, you know, my own family and stronger, better generations. Um, and really that, that kind of impact where you're trying to like reach, uh, you know, the globe begins with yourself and it expands to family-wide, community-wide, you know, et cetera. But I think that really it starts with, with me. Um, and then like the intersection of, of what I'm doing with that, I, I very, very much believe that it is an important thing for everyone to, to know who they are at their core and to, you know, live in alignment with that. Um, and I think that with every person who becomes more aligned, we build a more attuned world, a world where everyone knows, you know, who they are and, and why they're here um, and that, you know, they matter. And, and starting from there, you can then expand and, and have greater reach. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today, Ruthie. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Ruthie, her links are in the show notes. On last week's episode, I went solo to discuss my relationship with exercise and the process of creating a sculpt dress. Listen to it wherever you're hearing this episode. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 17 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki Itzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.